There we go. That apparently has it fixed. My god, what a day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Tech Golf Podcast. It's Thursday. May the... What is this? The 4th? 5th? Something in there. The 4th. Fourth. Mark Hamill somewhere is tweeting 7,000 things between now and the end of the month. Starting today, may the 4th be with you. Holy crap. Another takeoff podcast. Glad you could join us today. We've got another great show lined up for you, as always, now that I've got everything not exploding here in this household today. Although, I'll be honest, if I hear the timer going off in my oven upstairs for one more fucking second after it's been running now for 15 straight minutes, I might lose my fucking mind. But before we do that, before I lose my mind live on television, Mr. Black, how's your week? Been a week. Um, same old same. Let me fix my mic. Um, yeah, I started with my personal trainer. Uh, I can barely walk today, which is great. great. Um, did leg day a couple days ago. Um, feeling the pain, feeling the burn. Had another session today. Um, yeah, I've just got so much shit on the go right now. I don't even know. I, I'm, I'm just going to opt to say it's been another motherfucking week. Fantastic. Same here. Except not. Except the world doesn't need to know why it's been another week. And so that's what you're going to get out of my mouth this week. Not that it's been terrible. Just been a fucking week. And today's been a fucking day. But you know who else is having a bad week? Everyone's having a bad week this week, evidently. Mr. Black and one Mr. Phil Spencer is getting absolutely fucking ass blasted all over social media. Uh, going from the king of the video game world about 18 months ago to literally this man can't wake up and roll out of bed without the entire world coming down on his head. Uh, in a very short order. We've already discussed in the last couple of weeks and over the last uh, last couple of months, of course, Xbox Division's struggles with the CMA. Uh, the CMA, uh, as of last week, of course, coming through and saying, no, fuck you, you're really just not going to do this. And Xbox saying, well, fuck me, I'm going to appeal it and we're going to do this and drag it out like an old married couple for the next three to four fucking years if you don't like it that way. And so they are. But in the midst of all that, uh, we, uh, we also knew that Xbox has now been like two years without a real true flagship front runner console selling, even just critically acclaimed AAA experience since before the pandemic. They've literally been tits up, tits out for Harambe for two plus years now. 2023 was supposed to be the year of Xbox. Finally, no more excuses about the pandemic bullshit, no more fucking backlog this, backlog that. Oh, it's happening, you know, all the I'm we're, I'm feeling it in my fucking groins, Mr. Black. It's in my fucking testicles. It's coming. Xbox's year is 2020 fucking 3. And it's not. It's ass. <laughs> it's shit. Game Pass isn't even that much of a value for a lot of people anymore because you still need what, Mr. Black, to push Game Pass? games you're fucking skimpy and they don't have any they just don't they had hi-fi rush come out and everyone was like oh shit that's pretty dope that's one you can't run the entire platform on hi-fi rush and age of empires all right it's just not gonna happen those are not two games that carry you very fucking far i'm sorry to say it and ironically in this interview that i'm about to talk about with phil spencer phil spencer was mentioning that age of empires has more players currently than Hi-Fi Rush, but he said, but everyone praises Hi-Fi Rush, and that's just a good indicator of the industry, as we're going to discuss here in the midst of this. Because today, Mr. Phil Spencer, who I will give him this, love him or hate him, 
You either agree with how he's run it or you don't. This man does not hide from anything. The day that shit goes up and it's a fire everywhere, he is still doing, he'll do a podcast in the middle of nowhere with three fucking people and have them just shit down his throat for an hour and just straight up tell you that he's failed miserably and not give a fuck. I will give it to him on that note. Jim Ryan is the opposite in that regard. When shit goes wrong, Jim Ryan ain't nowhere to be found. That man is hiding in an ivory fucking tower. You don't get to talk to him. I don't even remember the last time I've seen Jim Ryan do a fucking interview on a podcast. He might not have ever done an interview on the podcast. So here comes Phil Spencer on the Kind of Funny Games podcast. This just went down, like, literally within the last eight hours or so. And listen, it's bad out there. It is real bad when Phil Spencer can't be positive. They were asking him literally during this podcast, during this little interview, they were like, can we get some positive Phil out of here? And Phil said, no, actually, you can't get positive Phil today. I'm in a really bad mood. <laughs> I'm, in a, I'm having a really bad week. I'm not about it. I'm not happy with the, the team's performance. Things aren't going well. So let's cover what's going on here. So what am I talking about? Redfall. Redfall is what I'm talking about. Anyone that's in the gaming sphere that is online in any way, shape, or form has probably heard that Redfall came out and to the surprise of probably no one, sucked a massive penis. Just dog water. Fucking awful. We talked about this on the podcast when we watched it originally. The trailers came out and we were like, oh, this is like, this is like dollar store vampire left for dead. But in 2023, when nobody wants that at all. And so why is Microsoft, we were questioning Mr. Black, you remember this, why is, why is Microsoft putting so much advertising and pumping this game up along, do you remember the game that this game is being paired up with for 2023 for Microsoft's like big releases? Starfield! A, a fucking generational release of a new IP from Bethesda. That is literally Redfall was being pinned to Starfield. Are you high? Why would anyone ever do that? But that's what we were questioning. This looks mid as fuck. At a, at, if this game, if everything went right, I think you and I said it's a 7 out of 10. And that's yep. if everything went right. Guess what? Nothing went right. It all went wrong. <laughs> From top to bottom. <laughs> not only is it a like performance it's just terrible so like from a from a just a mechanical perspective it's just bad but the game itself is uninspired flatlined nothing remember i've said this before remember what i said about the 10 point scale in reviews mr black where most games float from 7 to 10 very few ever see the light of day below or in this case the darkness below 7 like, no games ever fucking, like, rarely, especially games like Redfall, where Microsoft has been filleting it publicly for nine straight months. Super rare. Here's the, here's the red, here's the marker for Redfall. They didn't allow anyone to do reviews before the embargo, or the embargo date was the release date of the game. Which tells you that nobody was allowed to review it or post anything until after people had already bought the game. Which is never a good sign, literally ever. And then you saw the results. This game is getting fours from IGN. Mm. Four. Now you'll remember. That means it's are, a one at best. There, there are three numbers on the 10 scale that means something very important below a seven, Mr. Black. 
three, I'm sorry, two, three, and four. If somebody takes the time as a reviewer to actually analyze your game and one, not give it a seven or higher or two, not just skip all the way down to one, you really fucked up because now they've actually taken the time to look at the scale that nobody ever uses. It's like the fucking library of Alexandria. Somebody's got to go in there and dig out the books on what the fuck a four to ten even is. And they pull the book off the shelf and blow the dust off it. And they open that bitch up and it goes, oh, oh, shit. Fuck. Yeah, you're right. This guys, this is a four to ten. And so they put it up and you know who else did it? GameSpot. Rip. Put a fucking four to ten. This game is getting lambasted. It's a bad time. It's a bad game. And so Microsoft is now sitting in a position where the CMA is raw-dogging them with a cactus on the big deal that is like the underpinning of their entire strategy for probably the next decade. It's not the only part, and Phil touched on that, but he did say it is what he described as the accelerant of their strategy, which is relatively important. I don't know if you've ever started to try, try to start a fire without an accelerant. Bit difficult. Not impossible, but how many of you have rubbed two sticks together and made a fucking fire? It's not easy. So they got the CMA up their fucking asshole. This comes out, and now what have they got in 2023? Starfield. That's it. That's the entire... All of the chips. That game better be... That better be what, what motherfuckers are saying about Breath of the Wild 2 or whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, oh, tears of the kingdom! Or tears of the tears, tears of the kingdom. Of the kingdom. What, are, what are they? What are they calling that game? The oh, the oh, like where they were like, there's life or, before and life after. And life after. Yeah, that needs to be that needs to be Starfield <laughs> at this point. There needs to be life before Starfield and life after Starfield because there's Xbox Game Pass before Starfield, and then there's going to be Xbox Game Pass after Starfield. And they better hope to the gods that the after is some next-level shit. Bro, it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And here's the problem. Even if it does come out, and let's say it just starts crushing shit, tense, fucking everywhere, you can't sell an entire console on one fucking game when everything else that's just come out is terrible. And you know what else? The odds of... If this... If Starfield... From Bethesda, again, we're going to underpin it. Not published by, because Bethesda publishes and they develop. we got to remember this, okay? Published by Bethesda, or developed by Bethesda. When's the last time they released a game that wasn't catastrophically broken at release? Never fucking happened. Ever. And the discourse in the community right now... In, in, in gaming, is that every fucking game in the last, like, six, nine months that has come out have all been hideously broken at launch. Some have been repaired, some of them have not. And they all cost 70 beautiful North American, America specifically, United States for if you're pedantic, dollars. That's a lot of money to be asking for a game that's broken as shit when it comes out at launch. That you're going to sit there and say, oh, well, it's so difficult to make games and we spent $1 billion to make this game and it came out and it runs worse than the one that three dudes in a basement who sold their entire fucking life's entire earnings and savings and their grandparents' home to be able to make this game and we can't match that. 
They have to come up with something, but it's not going to be this year. Xbox right now, with the CMA, with Redfall, with Phil Spencer doing damage control out his fucking ass, and, and honestly, I just tweeted about this earlier. Mr. Black, I'm going to get you your thoughts on this. Mm. If Starfield doesn't come out and just fucking... It, it does, it's not going to... We already agree that it's not going to suddenly turn the ship around. And Phil said this in the interview, too, and I'll get to it. It's not going to turn the... But they need it anyway. It, it, it's the genesis point. There has to be a point in which the ship begins to turn. Starfield would be the point in which the captain went to the front and took the wheel and went, ah, hard to fucking port! <laughs> do you think if it doesn't do that, Phil is out of a job? Um, or do they give him even more time? Might be. I mean, he might just want to go. He might already want to go. <laughs> That's possible. Might even just be like, bro. That's, po- That's possible. You want to talk about steering the ship? I mean, when this game comes out, which, by the way, I'm still not convinced we're getting it this year. I'm still not convinced. Oh, God, can you imagine? Oh, bro. It'd be catastrophic. But hey. If the game comes out and they feel like, you know what? The shit ain't ready. It's broken as fuck. But boys, we need to push it out. We got to push it out and do damage control. I think they're, they'd be far better off releasing a game for once in their goddamn life that is playable on day one, that it isn't broken as fuck, and have it be delayed than come out with a game that might be pretty fucking good but if it's broken, that's going to take all the headlines. That's all. Everybody is looking. Look, dude, everybody's going to be looking for the uh, smallest microscope. fucking thing, bro. It microscope. is going to be, dude, they better make sure this game runs better than a fucking Kenyan. All right. <laughs> this shit motherfucking better. It's a power run. thirst reference. Just a fucking power thirst reference. <laughs> it better run. Because if it don't, oh, man, it's going to be a bad time. So to answer your question, if this doesn't work out, Philly might actually just say, you know what? I'm resigning. I can't. If they don't fire his ass, I mean, one way or another, if he gets fired or not, it's going to look like he's resigning. You know, they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, I got fired. He's going to be like, oh, you know, it's been a long, great career and just so thankful for everything that Microsoft has done. But uh, it's time for me to move on and just enjoy the, the second half of my life and blah, blah, blah. The same shit that they all say. So uh, we'll see. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if Philly resigns regardless of how well this does. If this game comes out and it kicks ass and he actually takes the ship and he steers it to the point where it's starting to go into the right direction, he might say, my my work here is done. I, I already know that we've turned the ship, but there's an iceberg not too far on the way back to land, and we're going to hit that bitch, and I ain't going to be here when we hit it. So I'm going to go on a high note. Deuces. He might actually say that shit. I'm not joking. I could see that happening. Yep. Uh, like, cause, cause he's uh, now the analogy of steering the ship is more in the last couple of years. Phil has already steered this ship 
Of course. Hard fuck. X, he referenced this too. I'll go through some of my notes because I'm, I'm going to overlap myself a little bit. But like he does reference, you know, how damaging losing this the 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 last generation to, to Sony was. Not in terms of necessarily just the you know the fact that the console sold poorly, and then how hard it was when he came in to take what Don Matrick left him, which was like a pile of steaming horse manure and try to turn that into something that was even remotely viable that Microsoft did not want to just come in and be like, you know what, guys, we're out of the fucking console market. That's a lot of work as is. But now he's got this whole other problem on his hands where they're spending a ton of money buying a ton of fucking publishers and developers and everything in between, and they're struggling to get their feet underneath them as they are developing this cloud service and everything else. So it's a different ship to turn, but never or same ship, but different turn. Uh, so I'll go through a little bit here just because, uh, I, I don't want to overlap too hard here, but, uh, but, uh, again, I'm going to give credit to Phil Spencer because he just basically showed up and just gave it raw. The man, the man, the, I, I'd be, you know, not very many, not many, very many CEOs will show up and do that shit. You're not seeing Bobby Kotick doing that yeah, shit. You, honestly, though, you probably shouldn't do that. You're, you're the CEO. Like, I understand that. Well, he if wants not him, to be who, on- I guess. Because you can't have all Somebody, of this going tits up and not say something. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I can appreciate it, but I mean, he's... It's some risky shit when you're out there, you know, when when you're out there and you're the guy that's running the show. And yeah, it's it's honorable um, to go out there and, and you know, go to, go on the shield, but... Uh, it is risky. It's, it's risky because... You can't spin it any other way. If you if you hire somebody else to be the spokesperson or the martyr, you can at least claim ignorance and go, whoa, whoa, whoa. He kind of or he or she kind of talked at a line. They didn't actually mean it that way. When it's coming from the horse's mouth, the guy that calls the shots, the boss, and it ain't good, and the boss is saying shit is looking real bad. I'm in a fucking horrible mood. I ain't trying to be. It's just not a good look. It It's not a good look for your stockholders. It's not a good look for the ones that are buying your games. It's not a fucking good look. You're the man. You know, uh, it, it I don't is know, risky. It's and hella I, risky. And, and, I, and, to, and to your point, I'm going to get to some stuff that, that, that highlights the risk of doing this because you have to be very careful of how what you say and how you say it yep. because it it can, you know, be... I mean, we've watched people, people misconstrue it to shit. We probably do it here, for God's sake. You know, it's just, it's just yep. the nature of it. You have to be careful about what, what you say. So uh, he did say some things that were in, in this interview that I found interesting. He mentioned, for one, as I mentioned uh, just briefly before, that he doesn't believe that they are in the business of outselling Sony or Nintendo in terms of consoles. And when he was talking about this, it was in reference in conjunction with that losing the last generation. There was a lot to... He he, he spoke a lot of facts here. You know, the reality was losing last gen was tough, not just because they didn't sell a bunch of consoles, but because that was the generation where a lot of people built what he's what he's referencing as their digital libraries. They're the games that carry across generations. Because you have to remember, like, you know, Jeff and I talking here and you guys listening at home, we represent like maybe 5% of to 10% of the entire market in terms of how much we're plugged into what's going on, how much we think about these types of purchases, etc. How many games we even own, things of that nature. The the market that console makers and stuff are chasing after is is a market that's largely, you know, the the type of people that he was referencing walking into a store 
or even going online and just looking at what's available and buying some shit. You know, we've talked about it here in the podcast before. Jeff uh, mentions it many times about the whole concept with multiplayer games of what do your friends have? Because that's the console you're going to buy. And so when you have an entire generation like that, that's a loss. That's bad enough as it is. But in that generation specifically, he said, you know, this is where people built their digital libraries, your Fortnites and your whatnot that carried over multiple generations. And so yep. they're in, they're in an, they're in an ecosystem now. Yep. And it's different than it was before. He said, there's no, you know, back, he said, uh, he said, some people want to believe that in this industry right now with consoles, that it's just like it used to be, where every new console generation was uh, was more or less a, a, a reset. You just press the reset button, and both sides not. start from zero, and then it's a console race for who sells more consoles. It's, it's not it's how not. it works anymore. It just doesn't work that way. So he said, he is, so, but the problem with saying that, so we're saying something like, uh, like we're not in the, in, in the business of outselling, you know, our two is that what some people might, including like shareholders or whatever else could consider that to mean is that they're not even going to try. Like they're, they're not even interested in selling Xbox consoles because they're not in the, in, they're not in the business of outselling well, their dude, competitors. Well, the only reason why they're not in the business of outselling their competitors is because they can't. Yes. They have exactly. an inferior, they have an inferior product yes, and yeah. the, the the and I'm not just talking about the hardware, but I'm just talking no, about the, the service that they the soft the software the service that they provide. It's inferior to what both Nintendo and Sony do, and it has been that way for this generation and last generations of consoles. And just like most generations, if you are generationally poor, you're likely going to pass that poorness to the next generation. There are the outliers that go out there and get sick and tired of that, and they go and they make the hard choices and they break the mold. Xbox ain't going to break no mold, at least in this type of console, quote-unquote, war. They've already lost the war. Right now, they're just trying to stay in the fight, and they're trying to figure out what lanes they have where they can actually make it seem as though they're being competitive. And... The, and and that, in my opinion, is Game Pass. That is their thing. If Game Pass doesn't exist, they're done. It's over. It's actually over. And 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 Game Pass only continues if the games are are there. Are there? Because if the if the games aren't there, who's going to renew their Game Pass memberships? And dude, we spent we spent the last two years plus sucking the tits off of how much value Game Pass was. And what do we say every six months? Well, they better hurry up with the games. They got it. They got it. You know, yeah, there's tons of value here, but that value is already, has now been soaked out. The, the games that were on there have been played now, probably played over and over and over again. And it's probably got to the point where the ones that have Game Pass are A, maybe holding on to it, waiting for that next title, which will be Star uh, Starfield, or they've canceled and they went and bought a PlayStation. That's and that's the reality of it. And like yeah. he said, you know, Starfield. He, and they, this is a, a loose quote. But he said Starfield could come out and be an eleven out of ten. It's not going to solve the problem. No, it's just not going to solve the problem. There's, 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 there's like a million other things going on here. Will, I mean, do I, do I believe he doesn't think it will help? Of course not. Obviously if, if Starfield comes out and it's 11 out of 10 and it's an exclusive to the fucking Xbox, you know, ecosystem, that's a it W. Helps. That's, it that's, creates that's the good. momentum that they desperately need. 
They just they they need something. And so yes, that is 100% something that they're looking to. But but I think what he was mentioning, which is another dangerous thing to say because of how it can be misconstrued, is that he has said some people are talking about how uh all we need is good games and suddenly this is going to be all of this is going to go away. We just need to make good games. And he's, and 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 that's a dangerous thing to say because it means that that uh, or it sounds like they don't believe that good games are necessarily a core part of the uh, of why a console for example won't sell in reference to him talking about not competing with sony and nintendo for selling consoles they need but games bro they need, they need, they need games. games period they need them. like what how else do you like you, you, uh, how, how else do you how how you can't else just make you... a bunch of like sevens out of ten no you can't and it, it, sell it, consoles or even a service you can't sell work. game pass no. on sevens Nah, bro. Listen, bro. If if Netflix was nothing but a bunch of six or seven out of ten mid tier movies and shows, that shit is gonna sink enormously quick. I mean, it is going to go yesterday. There is no way in fuck. And they flirted Net- with that actually. And like they, they have, did. They have flirted oh, with it. One hundred percent. They did. The thing that keeps them going. The thing that keeps HBO going, the thing that keeps Prime Video going, is they have their flagship shows and movies that come out. And yes, it's not every month. It's not every quarter. It could be once or twice a year that everybody is all in for. And Xbox does not have those things. And Starfield is not going to be it. It just is not, period, plain, plain and simple, point blank. Halo is toast. All of their, all of their flagship stuff is toast. This, these new things like this Redfall or whatever the fuck this midfall shit is, this stuff, this is like, get excited because this is going to be the next big thing, gone. And then people go, well, what else is there? You've burned us on everything. Why do I have this service? And and to and and to the the credit of the guys, it's kind of funny. They really did grill them on a bunch of this shit. Like they they were saying, "Look, this all sounds good, but you still need good games." And it's not that you guys don't have the ability to 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 put some together. You have they they called it out like we have several times. You guys have so much intellectual property, and not only just to draw from, but stuff that's technically from what you've told us in development. And they like they were listing off all these games, you know, between Perfect Dark and Fable. Like these are some big fucking names, and several others that they had in the list. And we haven't seen or heard tell of that shit in fucking ha- ages. Because Adam, because Adam, it ain't happening, bro. It ain't happening. So like, what? It's it's not about like. So you have to. So like, uh, as much as I I like Phil, and I think he's been uh, uh, clearly. I think anyone that says he's not been a net positive for Xbox is fucking high. But some of the shit that he's been saying. Is starting to sound a little stupid. Like you, cl- you, you have to have good fucking games. Like Jeff said, they don't have to be every second Tuesday. You have to have one or two a year to be able to not just sell consoles. If you're, it's okay if you're not in the business to sell consoles. If you're in the business to sell Game Pass, Game Pass still needs flagship shit to make people believe that they're still worth spending twenty dollars a month. Game Pass to fucking bro. do it. It's not. It's game not, Pass. It's just not Pass. It's or Game fucking, Pass. It's Game Pass, which means you need games, and we need games. Not only from like the past, but we need them in the future, <laughs> the future. games. Like we we don't need yeah. regurgitated remakes. stuff, remakes. Yeah. We don't we don't need that. We can appreciate that, but like that needs to be a complement. That needs to be the side to your main course. Yes, 
you know, we need some steak. We can't just eat potatoes because after a while, potatoes, you just want to switch it up. Give me rice instead. You know, <laughs> fucking put garlic mash. Do something with this. You got to, this shit's getting bland. That, that's, that's where some Xbox white is people for. food in here is what you're saying. Seriously. Like, give us something, man. And what so, do they do? They come up with Redfall or whatever the fuck that game yeah, is called. It's Redfall. And it's, yeah, it's a- and, and that's like that's like Turnip. <laughs> it's like the shit that's there. And you're like, you know, there's like four people out of 40 <laughs> that want it on their plate. And so they put it on there. But then they just, you know, kind of leave a little bit and they just keep go back for more stuffing. It's like watery. Yeah, it's, it's, like, just it's just not, not great. even like good turn up. Turn it's up just sucks. like <laughs> no, it's just it's just not great. There's so many better sides to have, but it's okay. You can have turn up there, but you better have like a good main course and a bunch of other sides. You can't just <laughs> happy Thanksgiving and it's a bowl of turn up on the fucking table. <laughs> That's it. And you're like, bitch, where's Ashton Kutcher at? Where the fuck is my turkey? <laughs> Am I getting punked? Seriously, that's fucking turn up, man. <laughs> and it ain't turning me up. I'm telling you. That's perfect. I fucking love that. That's good. That might be the title of the fucking podcast. Um, uh, just the last couple of little points here. So he he said that uh, he said that this was another interesting little tidbit inside things. It's something that you know most people wouldn't think about, but you know it does raise some more question marks uh, to a degree. So when you have a big game like this, big AAA major release being handled and you're pushing it and you need it to do well, like any product, you have focus groups and shit. Movies do the same thing. You have tests, test viewings. How is this cut of the movie doing? Is it dog shit? Is it not dog shit? Are they standing up and clapping? Are they crying? Is it the crying good or the crying because it's bad? How We need to know these fucking answers before we send it out to the unwashed masses for their consumption. And so this, obviously, this process happens with major games as well, and it did with Redfall because, again, Microsoft had a bunch riding on Redfall being a relative success anyway. I don't think that the way Phil was talking about it, I don't think that they were expecting it to be 95 out of 100 or some shit, but they were expecting it to be a reasonable hit. And so he said that the the testing, the internal reviews that they did, which which is a... A weird way of putting it because apparently it's not really, it's not technically internal. They're, they're third party companies that run these services for, for people, but he, that's what he's, he said. Anyway, the internal reviews are, um, were double digits higher than the Metacritic is right now for this game. So a minimum of 10 point swing between what the Metacritic score is right now for Redfall and what their internal review processes were showing them. To my question being, who the fuck? played that game and had it scoring over 10 points higher on average. Let's be real. If the Metacritic score is what? 38? It's like 60, 62 right now, I think okay. overall or some 62. Shit. Yeah. And it's 10 points higher. You got a mid ass game. Yeah. Yeah. But like in the industry, the difference between a 72 and a 62 for sales is like a fucking, like just it's, yeah. it's pretty bad. It's, it's still mid. But that's still, and, and it raises some flags. Uh, clearly, if, you're, if, the, if the people that you used give you something that's that fucking far gone from the reality of it, I mean, that's a pretty huge swing. So that was an interesting point that he brought up. Uh, not that he says he blames, it's not their fault. 
Oh. It's still on us to put it out at the end of the day. But he did say that that was something that, you know, obviously we have to take those things into consideration. And they're, they they clearly can't be that far off base all the time or nobody would use their services. So it was like that, that was a, a part of it. And then he wrapped up by saying that, you know, because the kind of funny guys were trying to get him to talk about things like, you know, the upcoming um, uh, Xbox event in June, for example, where they're going to be showing off new games, games that we haven't seen in a bit that are coming out soon. Starfield has a ma- major fucking block that seems to be maybe 15 to 30 straight minutes of just Starfield, things of that nature. Trying to get him to talk about those things, get a little positive about it. He wasn't really feeling it. He just said, look, I got to be honest, you know, I come do these things and and. Uh, I, I have to look, he said, I have to look at it from like, if I start talking a bunch of, about this shit in, in certain ways, I have to look at it like, how are the people at home taking this in? It's here's yep. Phil sitting here again, telling me that everything is going to get better and that we've got all the answers and that thing. And I could say those things, but why would, why, like he said, what I, all I can say, this is paraphrasing clearly, but this is the gist of it. He said, all I can say is, is that I, I'm going, I'm positive. I've seen good internal builds of the games that we have coming. Things are like, I, I'm not dire about everything currently going on. But what I would urge people to, to, to do is you can either believe me or not, but what you should do is just wait until you have the game in your hand. And then you can decide if I was, you know, what, you know, then decide then. And that wasn't to say, you know, go buy the game without reading a review. He was just saying, I could say these things, but you should just, you should just see for yourself. See for yourself. (laughs) And because that's all, because he said, ultimately, that's all that matters is once the game is in your hand, is it good or bad? That's that's, that's all that matters. So he kind of wrapped up on, um, on that point. He said, everyone has clearly every right to be skeptical about the team's words. And it's a hundred percent up. He took responsibility every time he did mention at one point, he said, I do sometimes think that, like, to a degree, some, they, like he was saying, uh, he might catch a little too much because it's clearly not just Phil Spencer sitting in a room at Xbox headquarters doing, making and, and deciding absolutely everything. He is the head, but he has an entire fucking massive team underneath him. There's a lot of moving parts. The problem is, is that, is that ultimately, just like for Jim Ryan, who wouldn't be making all this, the, uh, the decisions all the time either, is that if the wheels fall off, he will be the guy that takes the fall. Nobody else of I mean, he's is going to take the fall. He's the fucking CEO. It's just the way it goes. It's just the I way mean, it is. And he it's knows the way that. It goes. And even more so when you're the dude on, uh, on these podcasts uh, and the front lines basically asking for it. So, you know, I don't have any sympathy for him there. He gets paid handsomely well for what <laughs> he, he actually does. Said, he actually said, I actually get paid too much money for what I do, to be honest. Like, Phil, yeah. Phil's a real one. Like, Phil knows he's there yeah. for a short time. He's doing his best, but he's not like, he's not the typical CEO who, like, tries to, like, uphold some sort of weird fucking, like, corporate type shit. I mean, yeah, he's the, he's he's trying to be the bro. You know, the guy that's, like, in the position that, like, is talking to the fans and keeping it real even when things aren't the best and when things are great, Hey, that's awesome too. But like at the end of the day, man, I don't envy his job. I'll tell you that. No, no, no. And the thing for him is, is that, is that no matter what he does here, people are going to scrutinize it. So like, if he didn't show up to do this, that's a problem. He shows up to do it. Oh, he's, he's just, he's just, of course he's just, he's just talking shit. Like it's like, doesn't so, and he recognized that and said on the podcast, like, it doesn't matter what the fuck I say. Like, no. oh, we're just, we're, we're not, clearly we're not over here attempting to release a dog shit game. <laughs> like, our, our business is not to sit around here and develop mid for, uh, for a fucking, uh, our service. So that's just not what they're looking, looking at. Uh, 
And that's all I've got for that. Which means we can move on to our second and only minor, uh, in, in comparison, point from this week of news, because it wasn't a particularly huge week for news in general. This is Xbox has been the center of the attention, unfortunately, with Redfall. Um, although, although it's funny, I will mention this briefly, because it was a bit, a bit funny. That Jedi, uh, the, the next uh, uh, Jedi, oh, fuck, not Fallen Order, because that was the first game. Um, I anyway, the, the, new, the new one. Uh, that one got fucking, that one was getting its asshole torn because it's, it's got released in a broken state. Good game, but broken. Redfall was neither a good game and also broken, but it was getting fucking reamed because again, the whole discourse has been every game that's come out has all been fucking broken, terribly fucking, all these PC ports, terrible, everything awful. Jedi Survivor, that was it. Um... And so, like, that game's only out for a few days. It's getting fucking heat out the ass. And then here comes Redfall on a white horse with the sun shining behind them. It heard the fucking call. Gondor called for aid and the elves fucking appeared. And it was in the form of Redfall. And not a single fucking person has given a single fucking shit about Jedi survivors' performance issues the moment Redfall came. Because it just took the whole news cycle. Shifted. Bam! Xbox! Redfall! Phil Spencer! Get fucked, and then you gotta you got imagine the guys over at EA were like, "Huh? Thank, oh, thank you, thank you. Jesus, <laughs> thank you, fuck, quick, get a patch out now, now, Fast. now, now, uh. now's the time, now's the time." Uh, the next point for this week: uh, a certain game, which may or may not be. Uh, or may or may not resemble an open-world banjo kazooie nuts and bolts, may or may not have been fully leaked online this week. It also may or may not have resulted in gameplay being shown off across social media websites, uh, one of which was just being put up in straight half-hour chunks the entire fucking game. <laughs> just non-stop. If you don't know which game I'm talking about, I'm pretty sure you can figure it out. Open World Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. You can, you can sort out what game we're talking about here. Uh, uh, this may or may not have also resulted in some more nuclear actions being taken by a certain company known to, uh, you know, known for their trigger finger. You can probably also piece that one together. Uh, so just be careful out there. Whether you're a content creator or just if you're trying to avoid spoilers, the whole ass game is out. Ahead of time, cracked PC download for, for whatever the fuck, you know, you're, the people emulating uh, the Switch because it's like literally uh, your phone. <laughs> Something's not hard playing their shit in 4k whatever the fuck like they're already it's already done they're, they're this and, and 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 that company of course nintendo is just the legal team those motherfuckers are running on caffeine and fucking cocaine right now they they ass haven't slept in, in the last fucking five they six days wait to send somebody to jail for 40 years <laughs> and fucking take seven million dollars or whatever they can't the fucking next seven wait. generations of your family will yeah. slave to pay off your debts so they're in the midst of their hard, their hardcore retrieval and 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 of course destruction of many things online right now, uh, which was which was kind of kind of you know kind of wild. But also, in related news to that, um, uh, Kotaku, everyone's favorite uh, you know tangentially related to video game website, Kotaku. Kotaku was blacklisted by Nintendo a while back because. Uh, meaning, meaning they don't get any games in advance of the release anymore. They get nothing. They, they are not provided shit all. Uh, and that's because right around the time of Metroid Dread release, they actually wrote up an article that was like advocating for emulation and to a certain degree piracy of the game. 
which you might imagine didn't go over well with Nintendo and their, their entire team of Velociraptors. Uh, and so uh, they got blacklisted almost immediately. They're still blacklisted now. That's probably unlikely to change. So with, with this, with this would-be leak of the open-world Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, uh, they are basically just using that as a way of circumventing the fact that they don't have the game on hand right now anyway to be able to write articles about this game. Because not being able to write about Nintendo games in advance, especially something like the next Zelda game, has to be one of the biggest financial fucking hits a website like Kotaku could possibly fucking take. Like, that shit is bad. And that site's already dog shit anyway, so now it's just like, it's just a complete, a complete fucking meme. And to make matters worse, uh, one of their lead writers uh, posted a picture of a, uh, of a, of a, of a World War II jet fighter or, or plane fighter, um, that, uh, that was like, I don't know what they were trying to reference. I don't know if they were trying to like compare Nintendo to, to Nazi Germany or some shit, but that's what P, that's what it came across as most people. Cause of course there's swastikas plastered all over the side of the plane, which actually referenced how many German planes this guy shot down. But nevertheless, the, uh, what, how else do you suppose, like, how is he supposed to interpret that as far as, uh, as far as, uh, he's concerned? It's a very interesting times over at Kotaku, but it's good news. It's Kotaku. And I'm only talking about it because it's funny to talk about Kotaku. Because they're fucking terrible. Uh, but there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's your video game news this week. All it was, was Jedi Survivor came out and it's broken. Redfall came to save the fucking day. Everyone at EA popped champagne bottles and fucking celebrated. Everyone at Xbox, Black Tower Heroin. That was the entire week. And now it's time to sell out. Mr. Maximus Black, hit us up with a little sellout. Patreon.com slash lag TV. Head on over there. Throw some money at the screen. We got the dollar menu. If you guys want to head on over there, do what you need to do. If not, that's cool. It's all good. Get yourself a NordVPN subscription. Use the promo code OTT. Go to www.nordvpn.com slash OTT or click the link in the description of this video. When you use the promo code, you get a massive discount plus four extra bonus months when you use that promo code. So make sure you do it. Stay safe. Stay anonymous when you're on the internet. Watch different regions of Netflix and other streaming services at the click of a button, which unlocks more shows and movies for you to consume. Also, you can bypass region block content. We're talking websites. We're talking Twitter videos, YouTube videos. Uh, you name it. You can get through it simply by using a VPN. And on top of that, the most important part is it keeps you safe. It keeps you anonymous. It makes it so that those, those internet thieves can't steal your information and know where you're at and all that stuff. So make sure you get it. And you can use up to six simultaneous devices on one account. So you only need one account per household. You can use it on your smartphone, your TV, your Mac, your PC, your iPad, your whatever device that you got. It's that easy. No programming required. It's a click of a button. That's all it is. It will auto-connect you. I use mine on the regular, not only on my phone, but on my PC. And they've got threat protection for the desktop app that runs in the background. You don't even have to be connected to a server. And it will make sure that them websites you going on is not collecting all your information. Mm. Seeing the things that you're searching for, getting your cookies all in place, mm. putting malware all over your PC and spamming you with a bunch of ads you don't want to see. Get it. It's NordVPN. Support us, support them, and support yourself. Use that promo code OTT. That's it.
And now it's time for Movies and TV. You know, Mr. Black, normally I'm for this kind of stuff, but I uh, have a bad feeling about this one for some reason. Dodgeball. Fucking fantastic movie. Love me some Dodgeball. That's That was a funny-ass movie. I'm not going to lie. It was also relatively unique, even during the time where, like, you know, there was a lot of the similar humor shit, but Dodgeball was a unique a unique animal at the time. Uh, and uh, and definitely a good one. You can go back and watch multiple times. Well, you know what? They were like, shit, everything else is getting redone, re, you know, brought up, sequels, prequels, fucking... What if we did another Dodgeball movie? And so evidently that's what they're doing. Another Dodgeball movie with Vince Vaughn returning and likely producing. Uh, I haven't heard or seen if that means also that Ben Stiller is returning as well. He's got it. You can't have that. You can't, you can't do that. That was my question. Like, how does that fly? Like, assuming they got him. You have to. And even then, do I, do I want Dodgeball too? Like, do I, like, maybe, but do I think that there's a better chance that it turns out being kind of disappointing than it turns out to be able to live up to the first? If it's going on a streaming service like Netflix, I'm in. If it's going to, that's true. Yeah, if, if if it's going to, to theaters, I'm waiting until it's on a streaming service like Netflix. And then you're in. And then I'm in. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Uh, thank you for that uh, that uh, that super chat. Rorden Gamzee. Love the name. It's fantastic. The chicken is raw. Uh, what did you think about John Wick 4? Well, typically we wouldn't answer something here, but since we're in the movies and TV things, uh, and we talked about it before, I'll just say this. Yay! It was good. Yeah, it's good. Go back like what three episodes, and then uh, we actually talked about it. We talked about it for uh, quite some time. Yep. Uh, Nintendo's legal team is working overtime, and not just the gaming side of things, Mister Black, but also on the movie side. Now that they've got that success on their hands, the Super Mario Bros. movie crested one billion dollars in this last week. I don't know where it sits currently, but it did successfully cross that figure. Uh, and unfortunately, not long after, the film got fully leaked across social media websites. That shit was getting posted all over the place like Kim Kardashian's sex tape with Ray J. And lots of people were consuming it. Uh, it was probably more exciting, if we're going to be honest. Uh, and so, you know, that, that was not a good time. They've been hunting that shit down all over the place, but people were just dead-ass. Like, a guy came along and just said, you know, like, fuck it, whole Super Mario Bros. movie thing, or whatever the fuck, and just posted that shit on Twitter. I was just like, alright, yeah, fuck it! How do you decide to do, like, how do you even decide to do that shit? I, like, I and not imagine Drugs. something's gonna go wrong. Drug- Drugs. Drugs will do it. You know what, you know what was pretty good, though? There was, I can't remember if it was for Tears of the Kingdom or for this movie, uh, for whichever leak it was that Nintendo's been fighting this week, but Reggie, who doesn't work, like, for Nintendo anymore, but he was the head of Nintendo America, Reggie Fiamme, the Reginator himself, he, he found one of these guys' tweets and he quote retweeted, and he, and he, and he, and he quoted Liam Neeson from Taken. He said, I I don't know, but I have a particular set of skills, (laughs) (laughs) skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. And I was like, oh no, 
And then the tweet got deleted and everything, and I was like, oh yeah. shit, he got him. He still yeah. got the inside contacts. And then he and then he like he but not not only that legendary, Reggie's already fucking legendary, but he screenshotted the original tweet and then replied to his tweet to make sure everyone could still see it because the tweet got deleted. I was like, man, Reggie. Reggie's a fucking goat. That man's an absolute legend. He dead ass fucking quoted taken. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> fucking hero. Um Oh boy, Mr. Black, it happened. More than 11,000. This is the big one for Movies TV. I'm sure you've been listening to every fucking podcast known to man this week that's probably been picking this bitch apart because the documents even got released. You can see every single bit on both sides of this argument. Uh, but uh, more than 11,000 members of the WGA are now on strike for the first time since 2011. Get ready for some truly meme-worthy TV series episodes uh, and a mess of late-night television. Also, just a, a footnote here. Reminder that Conan O'Brien, who is, I still think, the goat of late-night television, uh, paid back in 2007 when this last writer's strike happened, as a, I'm sure because he used to be a writer himself, he uh, out-of-pocket paid for his entire staff for months when that last strike happened. He was the only one doing that shit. And they still ran the show. And because he's an improv guy and a writer himself, they made you know, light of it. There's a famous clip where they were joking around where he had, like, the intern at the fucking desk that had a, had a fucking timer out. He said, are you ready? So we're going for 41 seconds. And it was his wedding ring. He took his wedding ring off and he spun it on his fucking desk and they did a drum roll. Well, they did 41 seconds. <laughs> that was the show. It's just, like, it was brilliant because Conan, he can get away with it. Uh, but, yeah, he paid for everything, which is salient, a salient point because Jimmy Fallon and the, and the current boys are uh, are telling their crew, you got three weeks. Rip. And that's the show. Just a different breed, Mr. Mm. Black. Different breed. Uh, but, yeah, that's happening. So what have you heard uh, so far? What are the what are the speakings, the rumblings around it? Because this is big. And, you know, they're like we talked about the other week. Really? Nobody's talking about shit? I mean, I haven't been keeping up with it, to be honest. I've been so busy the last couple of days. So mm. maybe, next week, uh, I will know more. Yeah, no oh, well, the, like, this is still new, so the next yeah, week there's going to be a fucking buttload of uh, of discourse around it. Uh, but it is definitely, this will this will be like the tell, like we talked about the other week when we first talked about that this got announced as a possibility, because we didn't know if it was going to happen until May 1st, that, you know, which shows already had their shit written, and which ones didn't. And let me tell you, if you weren't around in 2000, if you're a Zoomer, maybe you weren't watching the type of television that you're watching now, or the type of series that you're watching now, let me tell you, you're going to know very fucking quickly. This last strike decimated some of the highest rated television series of all time. Go back and watch Heroes. First season? Oh Oh my god. Follow up? Bad. Like, this, this, that last strike took out some heavy fucking hitters. And so, like, uh, we're gonna find out real quick who had written and who didn't, uh, and, uh, and find out how this all goes. But yeah, the, the strike is tough. It's gonna be a bad go. Uh, we'll see how long it drags out, but given the fact that they've just released all of the friggin' information on that paperwork for, like, what they're coming after, there's stuff in there about, like, AI... Uh, writing and representation and what they can and cannot do and things like the streaming service, which we discussed before, because yep. these services didn't really exist when the last agreements were really written uh, properly. There's a lot to go over here that is the difference between writers getting paid really more like representative of what they are worth and not, especially in the new market of what, you know, what this whole uh, this whole industry looks like. So 
We'll have to wait and see. Next week, Mr. Black will probably have heard a lot more. There's going to be a lot of discourse around it, so it'll be fun to see what comes out of it. And and more importantly, it'll be fun to see how long we think this thing's going to last. Because the last one in 2007 lasted, that was months. Was yeah, it was a while. And so uh, we'll we'll just have to uh, to wait and see. Uh, finally in here, Gran Turismo got its official trailer, Mr. Black. That's the, uh, you know, one of Sony's next spiels. This one, uh, being an actual movie, uh, with some heavy names in there. You know, we got Orlando Bloom is in there reminding everyone that he's a vampire and barely ages. Uh, also, uh, David, what's his face? Um, from... From Stranger Things. The dad oh, boy. Uh, David yeah. something something. Fuck. Anyway, he's in it. And he's one of the main guys. That's Orlando and him are like the main two kind of guys. They're like the 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 head and co-head of the of the pit crew of sorts or whatever for Team Nissan. And so, uh, uh, one thing I'll say, having watched the trailer, I, I'm. Uh, did you see the trailer for this? Mr. I Mark? did not. No, I didn't see it. So they're definitely going for the the oh, like I I. I, I I know what they're going for, but like I, I just don't know if they needed to go this hard on it. But like conceptually, this is the entire trailer is more or less David's character shitting on video game players for two and a half straight minutes. Great bunch of useless couch sitting, weak legged, can't fucking run, can't breathe, can't drive, don't know what real life is, probably can't tie their shoes, fucking vacuous members of society just like just it's just david's character just never ending and orlando bloom going oh i don't know they might have something and that's basically like the entire back and forth for two and a half minutes and then they throw in like some you know some like uh millennial bait music uh and then the whole concept of like you know clearly if you're a gamer you're you're listening you know you're listening to this going okay well clearly we're trying to get some people riled up so they watch it because they know the kid's gonna win in the end Yes. And then and David character is going to be like, I was so wrong. Gamers are the shit. <laughs> That's what this movie looks like to me, which is to say, eh, could have been a lot better than just shitting on gamers for two and a half fucking hours. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, and that was pretty much the whole trailer. That's all. all that's all the, uh, that that was about. And that's all I have for movies and, and TV, Mr. Black. Was there anything else that you, uh, Not really, you watched? Man. No, uh, what did I watch? I didn't, I still haven't got a chance to watch I, more, uh, Love is Blind to be able oh, to keep, okay. keep, catch up on that. Yeah, I, I went and saw, um, last week I went and saw, um, Evil Dead. Ah! Uh, I went out and saw that. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I like the Evil Dead series, uh, a lot, um, Definitely a departure from what they normally do, mm. but still felt like Evil Dead. So, um, yeah, pretty solid. I give it like an eight and a half out of ten for what it was. Um, very, very gory. So if you guys don't like gore, this ain't it. I'm telling you right now, this ain't. This is the goriest movie I've seen since Chainsaw Massacre. I, oh, it's way more gory than that. Mm, saw I, uh, more way more gory it's wow probably yeah it's it's probably top three goriest movies i've ever seen <laughs> ever wow so it's gory guys uh so yeah if you're not into that skip this one um if you're a fan of evil dead definitely go check it out um i don't really think it's a movie you need to run out to theater and see unless like you you're you're you know you want to take a your significant other out for for a little scare um but uh yeah it was good nonetheless and um 
that's pretty much it. I don't think I don't think I've seen any other movies or anything like that. So. I did. I did see the list of um, you know the next season of Black Mirror is coming up, and I saw the yeah. list of uh, actors for it. There's some. There's some. They're starting to reach into some more yeah. mainstreamy people yeah, got, like, for Black they got Mirror. Aaron Paul in yeah. there. They've got. There's a. There's a few. Few. Yeah, there was like two or three yeah. that like stood out that were like, okay, this is somebody that wouldn't typically have done Black Mirror, but now all of a sudden they're doing Black Mirror. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so I'm kind of looking forward to that. Black Mirror's got, you know, they can be hit or miss their, their episodes, but the, the ones that hit. Yeah, they're good. They fucking hit. Uh, all right. Well, if that's it. Then that's all we got for movies and TV, which means it's time to move on to. Tech support. Patreon.com slash lag TV is the place to go. If you want to financially support both this podcast and our returned Starcraft two casting content and more so. Because we've got the the benchmark of holding that number at and above 2,000, Nova War says makes a return. And I think, maybe, we might have crossed over that mark this week. I don't know. I haven't checked. We have to take a look and see how how it is. And then we have to see if it's... No, I guess it doesn't matter one way or the other. It's like the public public facing one is, I think... I can't remember if the public facing number is pre... Or post Patreon takes all of your money. Can't remember which one of those two is. Uh, okay, so this place to go, do the thing. You get to ask questions where we split some of them here and some of them. I do my best to work them in to the middle of StarCraft casts. So that's what we're going to do again. We'll see what we got this week. Oh, let's see. Oh, I should probably mention that you go to the Patreon page. I put up the post every week. It's called tech support. Yeah, ask your questions there. I'm on. I'm on it today. White on rice. Uh, let's see. Doctor Samurai uh, asks. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna hold off on that one because that's a really good one for Starcraft. Um, Mad Kiwi, what is your favorite potato chip flavor? Um, you know what? It's changed over the years. Mm. Most certainly, it has changed. It has changed maybe three different times. But if mm. I had to choose today, we are looking at kettled salt and vinegar chips. <sighs> there is no better. It's Miss, that, it's Miss sweet. Vicky's. It's salty. It's Miss Vicky's. It's got the crunch. It's salty. It's vinegary. It's delicious. You can eat an entire bag, no problem, oh, within thirty minutes, <laughs> no fucking problem at all. Uh, it is undoubtedly the best chip out there. I have to go with it. I've, I, I, mine haven't changed dramatically over time. Oh, mine has. I, mine have. Oh, mine has always been the two front runners, even from from being a kid. Ketchup and all dressed. They're the two. Uh, ketchup. Well, shouldn't say it. ketchup. Ketchup, all dressed, and salt and vinegar are like the mm. the, the holy trinity. Uh, so and I will eat any of those. Any of those on a given day. And the, but the unifying flavor profile there is clearly vinegar. It's just how much vinegar do you want? You know, the mm. ketchup is vinegar. The all-dressed has the vinegar. And the salt and vinegar, guess what? It's got some fucking vinegar in it. And so those three have always been, you know, in my, my holy trinity. And right now, it's Miss Vicky's, mm. but it's not salt and vinegar. Is the jalapeno I, I, one? No. It's the sweet and spicy ketchup. Ooh, I don't think I've ever had that one. They have it at Costco. You might want to fucking pick up a bag and give her a fucking look-see. 
If you okay. like ketchup chips, it I is did. it is highly addictive. I can eat more of those in one sitting than the salt and vinegar. Ooh. Uh, because the vinegar doesn't destroy your mouth as fast as like a straight salt and vinegar chip. Uh, and just in general, it's the best chip I've ever eaten in my life. I like I I it's fucking goaded. This the the amount the amount on the chips are always good. Everything about it's just fucking perfect. So it's Miss Vicky's sweet and spicy ketchup, Miss Vicky's salt and vinegar, and then Ruffles all dressed because oh, no other Ruffles all dressed. You don't eat it. You don't eat any other all dressed. No, they don't exist as far are, as I'm concerned. Well, they're not all dressed. They're just dressed. They're just not all. <laughs> they're dressed poorly. Yes. Yes. That's it. So though, that's that's uh, that's my my rankings right now. But that hasn't changed forever. The one the one defining thing like for all like in terms of chip flavors for me has always been that no matter what I I just never liked barbecue and I yeah. never liked sour cream and onion. I fucking hate sour cream and onion. Kayla loves it. Ugh. I fucking hate it. And she likes it too because she'll buy the chips and she knows I'll never eat them. So she just doesn't have to worry about like, oh, me just going up and grabbing a handful every day while I'm going upstairs to grab a drink. I ain't she knows I ain't I'm... touching them. It's safe. I ain't touching it. My top three. I mean, growing up, I was all about the ketchup. Oh, yeah. I, my, my, my mom loved ketchup chips. It was just something I grew up on. So I would say like as a kid, ketchup Lay's chips was ketchup my favorite. specifically, right? Yes. Oh, 100%. There is no other ketchup. I don't Until Miss Vicky's. Other... You got you to fuck with Miss Vicky's okay. first. All right. They I are different though. In fairness... Because it's sweet and it's sweet and spicy, mm. so it's it's a. I'll still I'll fuck with both, but yeah. I'm continue. gonna pick up a bag this week and Thursday next Thursday. Mm. I'll let you know what I think. Let's go. So yeah, ketchup as a kid. Then as a teenager, I went into sour cream and bacon. That was my jam for my. I would say <laughs> sour cream and do, bacon. Do they still make that? Yes, they do. Is it like one of those where they have like Ruffles. four bags in a shelf somewhere because they're like it's like one of those like side flavors know. that technically exist? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I I know they do still sell them, but yeah, I don't yeah. know how popular they are. But I did have a phase as a teenager where that's pretty much all I ate is for chips. I haven't had them in years. I now. had that with hickory sticks when I was oh, younger. Shit, how did I forget about hickory sticks? I had a period when oh, like I was in so junior good. high where you know Crimp, dude, his yeah. fam his family had two things in the household. 86 liters of Coke and, and hickory sticks. And hickory sticks. And I, hickory my, sticks are delicious. Dude, I, delicious. I, I actually, I have a hard time eating them now because I ate so fucking many hickory sticks in yeah, like a two-year period. But yeah. they, I, I had a, I, that was a phase, hickory sticks for sure. I've, I fucked with some hickory sticks. But today, Miss Vicky's Salt and Vinegar, mm. number one, it's not even close. Like there's mm. no close second. If I had to go with second, I'm going to go with all dressed. Um, it's got to be ruffles. This is plain and simple. There ain't no other all dressed you can have. And then if I had to go number three today, bruh, I'm going to have to go with hickory sticks. You just brought it up and now I got to, I got to, I got to put some respect <laughs> on the name. I still fucks with ketchup, but it's not chips that we buy like yeah. ever. I will say though, every time I have the guys over, when I buy a bunch of snacks, that's there's always ketchup. There's always um, all, uh, dressed. all dressed. Uh, there's plain, always probably. salt and vinegar. There's always a plane. 
That's just it, plain and simple. It's like uh, when you order pizzas, right? There's always going to be like one donair pizza. There's always going to be at least one barbecue chicken pizza. Straight cheese. And then the rest, you can do straight cheese, uh, pepperoni, and then like one meat lovers. Like it's the same, it's the same ordeal. Got to cover your bases. Got to do it. The Blainer says, Adam, M comes to you and wants you to sit down beside her on the couch. She then surprises you with the news that you're going to be a dad. What is your reaction and what would, uh, what would be their name? Saying this because that's what happened to me some months ago. Well, first of all, congratulations. Yeah, congrats. Uh, second of all, first I would faint. Uh, then after I pulled myself off the floor and out of my own puddle of drool, uh, I would then process the fact that that is happening because we are definitely not planning it right now, and that would be a fucking wrench in the financial wheels that we don't have at the moment. So uh, what would I, what would I, what would I uh, name my child? The CRA, actually, and uh, just give it up and hope that the CRA don't come for me uh, on the next tax bracket. Uh, that would surely have to happen in order for me to pay for this child. So. To answer the question more specifically, I mean, I listen. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be mortified because you know we're within an, a couple of years of actually doing that, like intentionally. Uh, because right now, obviously, we just, we just, we stretched ourselves to get the house done. We're, we're going to be in some financial, you know, murky waters for probably a year, eighteen months, and then it won't be so bad. Things will have leveled out, and it will be survivable at that point. In this case, that you know, survivable is a fucking meme, but. Uh, I'll be able to put money away for retirement, maybe, <laughs> which I don't right now. So you know that's uh, that. Uh, with that being said, names—that's tough. I think I haven't thought a lot about it. I've thought some about it. I uh, and I haven't. You know, Em and I have only like thrown some names around here and there. But like, I would say if it was a boy, there has always been in my family, the Morehouse family. Uh, once a generation somewhere in the family tree, there is always a Jones. Jones is which my middle, which is my middle name. There's always a Jones, and uh, Jones is a is a pretty. I've, I've always thought Jones is a first name is pretty cool sounding to begin with for a guy. Just Jones Morehouse, it's kind of fucking neato. So I think Jones is is on is on that list. The middle names will be split amongst fucking some sort of family member thing. Um. So that would be like a, a short list. Not that I have a lot of names on that list. And then if it was a girl, I'm not sure about that either. I, I think I think that there's a good chance that that if it was a girl, it would get named after uh, another relative of some kind. There's a good shot, given that M was a big fan of her, that we name uh, name her after my grandmother that just passed here recently, Eileen. Um, that's a that's a good shot uh, for for that as well. Uh, but we haven't, we haven't like, we haven't, we're not that couple that sat down and like, in the future, we need to have our names ready. And so let's have them all there. For all I know, that baby could pop out there and be like, fucking xylophone, write it down. <laughs> Who knows? But again, congratulations on clearly your own, uh, your own little surprise. Uh, Logan, what's your favorite summer activity, Mr. Black? My favorite summer activity? Yes. Um, going yard sailing. Hmm. Which is coming up soon. Yeah. If you haven't already started. Yeah, I went out last Saturday, but it was, there wasn't really anything at all. I think this Saturday there might be a few more. Shitty thing is, is like my, my, uh, my workout stuff is Saturday mornings at eight. So it's going to be ah. like, I get out of the gym at nine. So you know, I'll still be able to You'll be a little tired, but you won't be sore. It's rare to leave the gym sore. That comes afterwards. Yeah. You, got, yeah. you know, you got some time. 
Uh, mine is barbecuing. Oh, that's a good one. That's mine. I'm not a guy that likes, like, some people's like, oh, summer, sit on the beach for five hours. I'm at the nah, beach. Fuck. I like it. I like it for about 45 minutes. Then I'm just hot, sweaty, and want to go home. Because the water here is not refreshing. The water here kills you. And so oh, if you go into that water. It's cold. It's just like, you go to the ocean. 35 out, outside, 35 degrees and sun outside. You're sweating to death. You're, like, dying of, like, fucking dehydration and heat stroke. You set one foot in a Crystal Crescent Beach. Dead. <laughs> that's pretty much it it's just yeah. it's like when you're a kid you do it as a challenge you get yes. in the water you're like how far can you go you're like huh ah, ah, and like five seconds later you can't feel your feet no yeah so as a guy you can imagine going up to a certain level you're making some choices at that point uh last one and then we'll save the uh, the other questions uh two or three questions for uh for the pod uh, not the podcast sorry the uh, the starcraft casting uh yannick asks who would win in a fight jeff first adam give us the play-by-play mma rules all right i've got a really great answer for this mr black you ready for this okay. this is how this all goes down this is probably coming up because creator clash big thing right now mr black all these all these soft marshmallows Climbing, climbing into the boxing ring and, and for whatever reason you would ever want to like borderline get yourself concussed you're not a box anyway they're doing it uh, so this is, this is how this goes down truthfully clearly I have a reach advantage that's just the reality but here's the problem we'd get into the ring the lights would dim everyone's cheering they're all getting fucking excited the ref comes in gets us to touch gloves we step back both of us take one fucking swing or one kick we simultaneously... My knees are buckling, We bro. We simultaneously slip a disc, <laughs> blow a knee, and answer. collapse in the ring. That is there exactly what would happen in answer. reality, in any, like in any case. That's just the reality of the situation. Bro, and it, this, we are old men that have not taken care of ourselves for 12 straight years. Our bodies are not... It's, it's a bad not what time. it used to be. Yeah, it's not it's what it used to be. bad fucking time. I'm working on it right now, but... I am not. It still ain't there. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, yes. Right now, no. Uh, but yeah, no. That was, nobody. The answer is nobody wins. Nobody not even wins. the people watching at home. Uh, nobody it's a, it's wins that. That's an L. It's an L all around. Uh, and that's gonna be it. We're gonna do the uh, rest of those questions on the uh, on Starcraft cast. So we're gonna wrap it up there, ladies and gentlemen. Bless you. Thank you very much for uh, for listening as always or watching. If you managed to catch us live, if you're wondering well uh, how you can catch us live in the uh, event that you have the time and want to, uh, we stream this on YouTube on our YouTube channel Thursdays somewhere between three and three thirty our time, which is around two and two thirty Eastern. And uh, is when we t- typically get started, uh, and we're just live for that period of time. So if you want to roll in at any point uh, on those Thursdays, that's the way to get her done. I will mention this right now. Next week there is no podcast. Uh, the family home is you know my dad and and his sister, my aunt uh, and whatnot have been down there basically prepping the home for sale uh, for the last like ten straight days. They've been doing a lot of work. And we are at the point now where we're going to rent a box truck and drive out there, get the rest of the stuff out of the house. And then there's the final prep. And then the house is going to end up going on the market. And so, <clears throat> and so I won't be here. 
for that. I'll be here long enough to do some StarCraft casting briefly, and then I'm going to run out of the house and drive and drive and drive and drive and drive, and then we're going to figure that out in, uh, over the next couple of days. So you'll get a podcast uh, the week following, um, and uh, we'll be back on track. But next week, there will be still more StarCraft, just not a podcast. Thank you once again, guys. Uh, we will see you over on the YouTube channel uh, in the comments section of the StarCraft cast. And until then, have a good week. Stay safe out there, and peace! Hey.